The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! This is Talkin' Cowboys. Streaming live from the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. Hand off, Elliott plowing to the goal line. Barry, sacked by Lord. Prescott keeps it, and he bangs it into the touchdown. And now your hosts, Isaiah Stanback. Heckma Harrison, Rob Phillips, and Kyle Yeomans. It is a Monday edition of Talking Cowboys presented by Tostitos, helping fans get in on the game in our favorite chip and our favorite dip of Talking Cowboys. Welcome into the SWBC studios at the yeah. Star in Frisco. It is a somber Monday morning as the Dallas Cowboys fall to the San Francisco 49ers 23-17 to at AT&T Stadium in the wild card round. And really it was a – well, let's just get right into it because Cowboys fans are frustrated. We're frustrated. The team is obviously disappointed and frustrated in their own right. The Cowboys, it was really the same things that had plagued them all year long. Penalties, bad run defense, and the offensive line. I mean, that was really the three things that came to fruition. You still had an opportunity to win the game late, but just ultimately couldn't do it. Basically ran out of time. No, you did. And, you know, I I think my question to, to Isaiah is when you have a playoff team that comes out and starts flat. Mm. And this is just from introductions yeah. and all of that. Who do you place that on? Who do you who do you put the blame on when just guys don't seem like they were ready? Uh, yeah. It did feel that way. It felt as if they weren't ready, or as if they had just woken up from a nap and they were trying to get their feet underneath them. I don't I don't want to see you place the blame on one particular person. I think everybody has to take uh, accountability for that. I, I think that I don't think that any one position nor um, the offense as a collective whole. Um, or even the defense, for that matter, um, really came out and did what they needed to do, uh, obviously. I don't believe, from the offensive perspective, I don't think Kellen Moore brought his best game. I don't think Dak brought his best game. I don't think the receivers did what they were supposed to do. The offensive line obviously did not. Um, on the flip side, <laughs> like I said in the, in the pregame show, you know, Dennis Green said they are who they who we thought they were. We right. know who the heck the 49ers were. And the 49ers were going to come out and run this ball. Well, the defense didn't appear to have to – to watch enough film to understand that that was going to be the case. <laughs> it's going to happen. It was, this, this is going to happen. Oh, they're going to come out and throw the ball. No, they're going to come <laughs> out and run the ball. Nobody told you. Nobody told you, but we knew. We talked about it all week. If, if they are allowed to run the ball, then Jimmy G becomes a problem. And right. that's exactly what happened. The first drive, they came out, ran the doggone ball. The second series, they came out, play action like crazy, right? And then they got up ahead. Now, we also talked about, at least, at least I have, and I've been killed in Cowboys Nation about Dak's not going to He's not the quarterback to throw you back in the game. And people don't like when I say that. I said I made a correlation of him and Jimmy G in terms of they both rely on the run in order to set up their play-action pass. If Dak doesn't have a run game, unfortunately, regardless of how much he's getting paid, he's not the guy to sit back there and throw the ball 42 times a game and throw you back to a victory. That's exactly what happened last night. The run game got abandoned. Zeke had 12 for 31. I think collectively we had 70 yards off, uh, 70 yards on the ground. They had 160 some yards on the ground. That was the difference in the game. Yeah, and I think I did. In my bad. No, me. go ahead. Um, and, and the reason I defer to you on that, man, is because I saw it immediately mm-hmm. that we just didn't have any spark, no juice. And you know, I put that on Mike McCarthy. It's like, come on, bro, you, you got to have your team ready to go, coach, in a situation like this where these guys are coming out of the shoot ready. 
Yeah. We, we didn't have any of that energy at all. And then defensively, that first series for the Niners to pretty much just march down the field on you. We've had those first couple initial plays for our defense where they've been gashed, but this was a seven play, eighth play drive, I believe. Seven for seventy five, and it only took four oh six. I happen. mean, and it just it, it didn't even it's look bad. like it didn't even look like we were there. And, and you know, we were talking about this matchup of of X's and O's between Shanahan and Dan Quinn, and Shanahan just pretty much out coached. I mean, out schemed mm. all the way through. Even when it looked like we settled in on trying to stop the run in the middle of the game, they just figured out a way to get things going. And the penalties, oh gosh. you know, the penalties obviously is going to be something that we talk about. They were real. Absolutely. Absolutely real. Let's not make no excuses no, on no, that, no, Kelly. They were no, real no. penalties. Because the thing is, man, like you see bad teams, uh, you talk about the immaturity of teams, right? And that's, a, that's all – between the ears yep. right there, when those situations happen with Randy Gregory on the first freaking play. Yep. Randy Gregory, Connor Williams, they all were WWE last night. I'm <laughs> just saying, dog. It's just it's in those situations, and you you hear guys after the game echoing that same immaturity. You you have to, and, and it's, it it does come from higher up than we wanted to, but at the same time, it's just like guys, you had every opportunity to start this game fast and furious, and you didn't. It, to me, it was a carbon copy in a lot of ways of the Arizona game that we saw Preach. three weeks ago. Yeah. Because and, and the questions are well-founded post-game, and we're talking about the last play of the game, and we'll get into it, that ultimately they did not get off that last four verticals route that they were looking for instead of a Hail Mary to try to win the game amazingly, that they were still in the game. Uh, and instead of... Everything that led up to that fact where they didn't give themselves a chance really to yeah. win the football game. Just like Arizona. Yes, missed call by the refs on the fumble recovery that they had. Yep. But they lost that game in large doses early in the game because mm. they didn't get off to a fast start. So all of those things, not just those two games in the last three weeks, those have been things that have they have struggled with that gave people pause about this matchup. Against winning teams. Against against yep. better teams, winning teams, including me. Now, we all picked them, but I think there's a reason why that game was a toss-up, even though they were playing at home. And you, you hit on it. Everything that they've struggled with down the stretch reared its ugly head. Yep. Everything that we worried about with the 49ers, all of that stuff, and Hex, right, like Mike said after the game, they kind of look jittery early. What does that mean, well, OP? I, I, I think I, – I don't – I know I think, what it means. Well, we can talk about yeah. preparation. I, I do think um, I, I saw a team with championship poise, especially that first drive. I mean, that's a team that struggled last year with a lot of injuries. They went to the Super Bowl two years ago. They went out like a team. They, they started the game like a team that has won playoff games, big playoff games. Cowboys were not in it early. And maybe it's youth, call whatever, but the, the slow starts offensively are nothing new. They're nothing new. You know, I felt as if this this is this is what I want to think about. You guys know I'm always a visual guy. I felt as if the 49ers they knew who they were. They, yes, they, they had an identity and they owned it. Right? You, they, there's no question around the league. You play the 49ers, you know what you're going to get. Yep. When you used to fight Tyson back in the day, guess what? You know what you're going to get. Right? You're going to get somebody who's going to come out swinging. He's going to bust you in the mouth early on. Everybody's got a plan. To Everybody got a, has a plan today to get hit in the mouth. Right. We talked about this leading up to the Arizona game. Remember, everybody was all hyped going into the Arizona game, and I had a little, I was like, mm. And like, what's wrong? I'm like, I want to see them do it against Arizona. Yeah. Because Arizona is a winning team. 
right? And I felt as if Dallas still had a question mark over their head in regards to can we perform to that level right. up against teams that are confident enough to win ball games. That's totally fair. And I yeah. felt as if that was the case then, and I felt as if that was the case last night. So if 49ers were Tyson, when people came out of fight against Tyson, did they come at Tyson or did they catch? Right, they kind of, they kind of go, ooh, let me, let me, let me get hit. And when they get hit, they're like, oh crap, this is Tyson. This is what he does. And that's what happened last night. The guys came out, they were flat, they got busted in the mouth. They're like, crap, these are the 49ers. This is what they do. And it's like, oh, uh, how can we get going? Um, um, um. Oh crap, they scored again. Oh, uh, shoot, I don't. What do we do now, coach? And that's what it was like. This was not a team of confident individuals. This is a team that was threatened and that was catching and receiving instead of going out there and initiating the blow. Well, and we talked about it earlier in the week as well. Three and four against playoff teams this year. The two teams that you beat in the playoffs got destroyed (laughs) in the first round of the playoffs. New England got just kind of slapped around by Buffalo. And then Philly, of course, falling in emphatic fashion to Tampa Bay. But you kind of knew that was the case going into it. That's why there was such a question mark around this team, despite the 12-5 and record, despite what they had done inside the NFC East. You knew going into this game, San Francisco was going to bring something different. And I, I completely agree with Heckma. The first time... They were challenged. They backed off. They did. They they received, like you said, if it's a boxing match, they received because seven plays for 75 yards well, in four minutes. You're right. I mean, it was the perfect start for San Francisco, and it was the worst possible start for the Cowboys defensively. But I, I will say defensively, they got back in it. They did. Uh, Twenty. I, I talked about this with Hellman on the, on the long walk back after the game. 23 points allowed. That should be enough with what statistically is the number one offense going in the playoffs. Now, stats and the eye test are two different things. But weren't they averaging like 24, 25 points a game? Like, that's what they do, right? The 49ers, that's that's about what they they normally score. Yeah. 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 It's just amazing, and we'll have time to talk about this, but it's amazing how the identity of this team flipped halfway through the season where, you know, it it took finally a takeaway to get them back in it. The offense became so reliant on those extra possessions, and it's just crazy how they – I mean, six games in, they look like a machine offensively. And we talk about – everybody coming into this game was talking about bully ball, right? The 49ers, bully ball, that bully ball. That was the buzzword. That was the buzzword that was going around, right? Well, 49ers, they, they, the reason why they, they received that name is because of the fact they come out there and they just pop you in the mouth. And they're going to come downhill. They don't care who you are. They're going to run the ball. Kind of like the identity of Tennessee Titans, right? Brought that right. up early on, right? Bully ball for Dallas Cowboys was beat up on the teams that you're supposed to beat up on. Beat up on the little bros. Beat up on the little guys around the league. Beat up on the NFC East. You know, that was they were bullies to those guys. But when they faced the big dog, like Michael Parsons said, right? Every 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 gym has a bully. Mm-hmm. When they faced that bully yesterday, they and, backed down. And 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 I I love the Mike Tyson analogy and people that don't really hadn't seen Mike Tyson in the eighties, it was, most of the time people were beat from the ring wall. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, he's just he walk in, there's only one guy show up with black Air Force Ones and no no robe or nothing like that. Just a cut off towel. Yeah, cut off towel. You know, and there's a guy sitting there's like, oh, I'm gonna die in here. You know? <laughs> and he came with that kind of swagger. We had none of that nope. coming. I mean, we were round wound up like a three dollar clock. We you could tell the pressure was so on us and we were at home who came in and played loose the 49ers did who knew who they were identity wise the 49ers did you saw that and just like you just said p like the way that they came out and ran the ball was indicative of who they were this entire time they didn't change any of their spots i think jimmy g with his completion rate uh, ratio and you know the number of balls they stayed right in their wheelhouse they didn't deviate from who they were not at one point but when we looked to the sideline like what do we do now 
We did not have an answer. Mm -mm. And that is the most troubling part of it. We didn't have an we did not answer that aggression, that scheme, nothing from top to bottom. And I think the questions in Cowboy Nation right now have to be how could we not how, how did we not respond to that? And it looked like they had chances to respond to that too. Oh, yeah. You you dropped down 13 to nothing, which by the way, that's not a recipe for success any game, especially in a playoff game when you're playing against a team as talented as San Francisco. You drop down 13 to nothing, and then you had the answer. Amari Cooper, back of the end zone. Great throw from Dak. Put on the money. Cooper reels it in, and you find a rhythm. Then from that point forward, you couldn't close in within six. Then we get all the way down to the end, and somehow, some way, even after you had a drive stall out when you had four minutes to go, plenty of time, chance to go tie or take the lead. And then you stalled out. You somehow get the ball back. Yeah. And you still had at least a sliver of a chance. Let's talk about the final play. The quarterback draw up the middle from Dak Prescott. Tried to get up and spike it. Couldn't do so. Ran out of time. Rob, what did you see on that play? How did it turn out? It shouldn't have really been in that situation in the first place, but the fact that it actually happened was certainly a big talking point moving forward. Yeah, so I referenced it right off the top. Uh, so... Dak scrambles for 17 yards to the 24-yard line with 14 seconds left. And so this is a play they talked about afterwards. This wasn't desperation. They actually scripted this play. This is what they wanted to do because the, the outsides were, were shut down. So what's open? The middle, go take it and get up on the line of scrimmage and spike that thing with one second left. That was the goal. Um, it didn't work out that way, obviously. And so there was a pool report about it. Uh, because the official bumped Dak. Dak initially handed the ball to Tyler Biotis, the center. The the official has to touch the ball for it to be spotted and then and then start the play. I don't know exactly what the refs did wrong, other than were they too far off and not in position enough to to get that ball spotted for Dak. But the guy was hauling ass to do it. <laughs> uh, it, it just it just didn't work out. I don't know. I don't know. You guys might have a different opinion about it, but um, the bottom line is they didn't get the playoff, and uh, you know, very, very frustrating. Obviously, is it frustrating in the fact that he didn't get the playoff, or is it frustrating in the fact that a scripted play call with 17 seconds left in the game, or less than that, 14, 14 they, seconds left in the game? They stuck by it. Mike McCarthy stuck yeah. by it. It was the right call. Now, I think what you can argue, and Dak even said this afterwards, I ran too far. I let too too much time go. Um, so that's up for debate, obviously. That's I lean towards that, too, because it's risky. It's risky with no timeouts left. Man, this is kind of eerie because this reminds me of my senior season against USC inside Doggone Coliseum, and very similar thing happened. Mm. Went up there, made a great pass down there right inside the 20-yard line, was about to beat SC, 100-some thousand people standing up, and the referee stopped us at the line of scrimmage to, 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 to spot the ball or whatever it was. Went over to go my my coach, got something. As soon as I went to go talk to my coach, the referee put the ball down and ran the clock out. End of the game. Very much like this, but I think the one second that that ended up killing the Cowboys, then prevented them from being able to spike it, was when that referee bumped into them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, people are going to be pissed off about that. That's the reality. I like I actually like the play call. Not a lot of people are going to say no. Well, if he threw the ball, people would be happy about it. It's the same thing. You're trying to get the yardage, right? And now the ball would have got there quicker. <laughs> Dak's not as fast as the ball traveling in the air. So if that, he could uh, be, that would be that'd amazing. That would be amazing. Yeah, exactly. So that ate up some clock. Uh, if, if Dak was was more athletic, there obviously would have been less and more yeah, time available. Oh but it just didn't work out. 
There's nobody to be mad at. It just didn't work out. It, it just wasn't your no, – the God whole night bad. just wasn't your night. So you were hopeful. I mean, they were lucky to even be in that situation, yeah. to even have an opportunity, first of all. Sure. Um, especially after kicking the field goal and trying to have a three-possession game at the end of the game. That was crazy to me. I don't I don't know if we're going to talk about that or not. But <laughs> um, but it gave them opportunity to, to have a shot. And the referee did bump into him. But like you said, the referee was hauling tail. He has to touch the ball. I hate the fact that he has to touch the ball. But it is, the rules are the rules, and it just didn't go Cowboys Nation way. You know, recoup. Cowboys are mad. I mean, they're mad because because it wasn't. I guess it wasn't reviewed by New York. Heck, and also, uh, Mike said he was under the impression they were going to add more time to the clock, and they didn't do either. Yeah, that impression wasn't good. And another <laughs> another, you know, it's just, you know, it's one of those plays that I'm sure two minute drill. You practice this, and you go over it all the time. They, this is something that they start even in OTAs going over, executing this at the end of a game. Poor execution. You know that you can't give the center of the ball to spot it. That referee will have to touch it. Whether it went to your – you never forgot that, though. Yeah. <laughs> it was something that – and it's something that you go over and over and over. 14 seconds, you should be able That's to a lot of time. execute two plays. And the fact that we were not – again, it just goes back – to poor execution and look, everybody wants to put. And there's some people as a contingent that says the referees, you know, it's their fault, it's our fault, whatever it is. You shouldn't leave it up to chance like that. With 14 seconds, you have to bring your best execution. You have to be able to get that because you know if you don't, with no timeouts, time is going to run out and you won't have an opportunity to take a shot to the end zone. That's that's the one part about it that's maddening. We never took that shot to the mm-hmm. end zone. I agree with you. They were taking away the sidelines. If there were like three plays before that that where they weren't, and we were able to get up to that point. But once they took away the sidelines, the only play that you had was in the middle of the field. Yep. You just got to be able to clock it and get another playoff. I don't know about y'all, but I actually, I don't. The odds aren't great, but from the forty-one yard line, yeah, take a shot with your I'm, receivers. I'm at that point. You know, now, they wanted a, to get closer instead of a hail mary situation, but. You know, I get getting closer. That's fine. I understand they had to do that dink and dunk all the way down the field, sideline to sideline, to keep the clock stopped and then to keep the ball moving. But when you get into that realm, when you have a quarterback like Dak Prescott, who already connected on a forty-plus part yard pass earlier in the game, I would I would rather take a shot. And with fourteen seconds left, you probably have two shots to the end zone. And I was saying that when we were getting ready for post game, take a shot to the end zone. That's what's most maddening to me and frustrating to me is. They never even had that opportunity. Yeah. Never even got close to throwing it down the field and finding uh, yeah. something there. It's a to it's have. a very fine line though because I know most people would like to see that opportunity for a touchdown in that situation. But the reality of the matter is, when you get in that situation right there as a defender, your job is to take away their ability to get out of bounds. Yeah. So if you go back and look at a screenshot of that play, they are literally on the sideline. The defenders for the 49ers say, "Hey, you're not getting out of bounds." Okay, where are the other guys at? Well, the other guys are going to be along that end zone line. You say you're not throwing the ball in the end zone, so you're not. They, they made like a little like a, a open-ended rectangle. Little, little yeah, yeah. yeah. open-ended rectangle where you're not getting out of bounds, you're not getting in an end zone. So I am not against the play call. The, the, the time management aspect of it just has to be tightened up yeah. because you're hopeful in that situation that you could throw a ball across the middle. Any other team's going to throw a ball across the middle because that's where it's vacant at, and then they're going to hurry up and get up to the ball, and they're going to spike it because now they're closer, and now that playbook opens up. Now those guys can't defend the goal line like they could back 40 yards ago. Now they have to defend the goal line 20 yards away, and guess what? My guys could get there in a quick, fast, and a hurry. Yeah. So it just didn't work out. 
right? I am not against the play call at all. It makes a lot of sense when you look at it strategically. It just didn't work out. And there's no guarantee, even if they do get the spike off and there's one second left, that they convert and they get into that situation. you got to keep that in mind, too. They were rolling. The momentum was there. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you had to convert on a, a miracle play after that <sighs> yeah. to have something happen as well. It was frustrating from beginning to end. The Cowboys put themselves in a tough situation and allowed for that scenario to play out. And they ultimately fall to the 49ers, 23-17. to Let's take our first break. When we come back, let's talk about the offense. What happened toward the back half of the season? Who is to blame? And where do they go next as we enter the offseason? Here when we return with more Talking Cowboys. There's nothing as unique as our eyes, which is why Essilor pioneers ways to make lenses as unique as you. Verilux for super sharp vision, Essential Blue for protection, and Crizal for freedom from glare. Three cutting-edge solutions in a single unique lens. So whatever your needs, insist on Essilor. Visit your local Essilor experts and find the perfect lens for you. See more. Do more. Essilor. New Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. You deserve it. I do deserve that. You deserve decadent flavor without sugar. And a day at the beach without sand getting everywhere. And a relaxing bath that your children don't interrupt. I deserve all that? It's really just a visual metaphor for Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. Everything you want, nothing you don't. A visual metaphor on the radio. I do deserve that. Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. The zero you deserve is finally here. At AT AT&T, everyone, new and existing customers, get our best deals on every smartphone. Why? Because you deserve it. For turning your living room into your office and your gym. For teaching grandma how to video call. And teaching her again. It's the button on your left, Nana. Okay, your other left. It's not complicated. Everyone deserves something new. So AT&T has given everyone, new and existing customers, our best deals with every unlimited plan on every smartphone, even the latest ones. AT&T may temporarily slow data speeds if the network is busy. Restrictions and exceptions may apply. Hi, I'm Clint Tillerson with... And I'm Jay Novacek. And we're both with... United United Ag and Turf. Turf. The official tractor provider of the Dallas Cowboys. So, if you need a tractor to bale some hay, a mower to cut some grass, or a gator to get some chores done... Get a John Deere at United Ag and Turf. And then, let's get to work. Hey, Jay, that's my line. (laughs) Well, not today. Get to work with a John Deere tractor package that's just right for you and your budget. Visit UnitedAgandTurf.com. Back to Talking Cowboys. All right, I'm going to get through this read really quickly because then we got to review something we just talked about. <laughs> All right, uh, it's great people, great pay replay here on Talking Cowboys. You've heard it already that Jason Witten has joined the Caliber Collision team. You can join him to do great work with great people for great pay and apply right now at jobs at caliber.com. That's jobs at caliber.com. Just a tiny little money clip. Look at the money clip. He got it. Whoa! He made it happen. Now something positive clip. has to happen today. <laughs> there you go. Thank and you, we Chris. Just- <clears throat> Your back is thanking it's you it's right feeling, It's feeling good, <laughs> and, and the new wallet, thank you, Isaiah, is in the mail. It's oh, it's on, it's on its way. It. It's on nice. its way. Let's go. Back problems. No back more problems. For, nice. for Rob Phillips. Real quick, because I just I, I want to amend what I said in the first segment about that last spot. Man, Dak got bumped. He got bumped bad, and... We're seeing what, new footage of it new, as, yeah, another, as we're doing the show. Another we're watching angle, it. Another angle. And like what Dak said was in practice when they've got officials there, it's just a quick pat. It, it wasn't this 
pick know, up, yeah. put down, pick back up, and put it in a different direction yeah, where it already was. It wasn't a suplex, like WWE style, you know, where he, God, yeah, that should... I understand why they thought more time should have yeah. been on the clock. Man, I mean, well, why is this guy coming from 30 yards away? What is he doing? What is he doing? That's, that's the other thing. Why did it take so long? Yes. You know? Yeah. I mean, I he's hauling, but. When Biotis put the ball down, when Dak got the ball to Biotis, when Biotis put the ball down, there was three seconds left on the clock. The referee then takes the ball, puts it underneath Biotis just to bring it back, oh. and then backs out of the way. That whole process right there took, that sequence took three seconds. Three seconds. So. So now New York, it, now New York. I don't know how New York the reviews things and how they over overrule, but if they have the power to do that, they should have done that. I don't know how that operation works though. Usually, you would from when the official touched the ball, right? It would start from there, so it'd be three seconds, yeah. and then you would snap it and you'd spike it, so that'd probably take it down to one. That's, I mean, it, it once again it goes back to what we said in the first segment. Cowboys shouldn't have been in that situation nope. in the first place. Penalties, bad run defense, slow start, all of those things led to that situation. And then it wasn't even a guarantee if they would have had that spike, if they would have found the end zone on the next play either. However, it does. it is frustrating to look at it both because we're looking at the All-22, and then we're also looking yeah. at the, the close-ups of the way that the official bumped into Dak Prescott and Tyler Biotis. He ran through both of them, if we're being honest. Uh, and I, I, took, I took a steel shot right here, Kyle. Full head of steam. Yeah, he did. He, he might want to put some pads on. I took a steel shot. The referee has his hand on the ball with three seconds left. Mm, that's tough. So the pool, the pool report with referee Alex Kemp said the umpire spotted the ball properly, and he spotted um, it three times. It's so funny if you watch it. No, I know he moves uh, the ball three right. times. You're right. That's how it goes. But wow, <clears throat> we'll talk about that. I'm sure a couple more times throughout the week. Is it's unfortunate, man. Reports and stuff come out, and we'll see what ends up happening. But what happened on the offensive <laughs> side of the football? The back half of the season. Where is the weakness? What went wrong? Who is to blame? Uh, Hackma, I'll start with you on this one. Holding call on Connor Williams. Oh, there we go. DDT? (laughs) What do you want? (laughs) (laughs) Is that what's the blame? I don't know. Somewhere Connor Williams is holding. I don't know. I just want to just go ahead and say it. It is 926 a.m. And And Connor Williams is holding somewhere. Let's go. (laughs) Uh, Who is the blame for the offensive performance yesterday? Yeah, I'm going to put this one where it needs to go, and that's on Kellen Moore. Uh, Kellen Moore called a shit's hay game yesterday, mm-hmm. and it was it was pretty bad. Um, I, and Dak looked bad. And mm-hmm. y'all know that I'm 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 all for four. What the? F- <laughs> <laughs> I'm all for four. Y'all know I defend four with my life. I know. You know. Yep. And I will I will argue you down. I know about we, my Dak. We do it all the time. <laughs> but he looked bad yesterday, yep. man. He was uh, he was missing. Missing throws, throws were off. The one interception, man, at the, that that was that was horrible. That was a bad that was bad read, bad play. Um, but just you know, we talk all year long about Connor. Now, excuse me, not, Connor's on my mind, but uh, <laughs> guys, this is Woosa. hard. Woosa. Okay, Kellen Moore has. We talk about him being in his bag all year and play development and structure. It just we didn't have any of that, man. Um, going away from the running game the way that we did, and we were never out of it. You know, it just we just did not go back to Tony Pollard at all. I mean, and that's the part to me when we're trying to when you see the way that Dak was getting sacked uh, with you know backs out of the backfield. 
We did not go to any of those things that would have gotten us some momentum in this game at all. And when it really what it boils down to is just CeeDee Lamb, Amari Cooper, these guys have got to be scratching their heads right now about what, what can we do? What do we have to do? Uh, to put this team in position to be successful because we didn't have any of that, man. We did, we just didn't. Offense wasn't there. There is a lot of self-evaluation that needs to take place this offseason. <clears throat> I've been saying it for a very long time, and I've been cursed out by Heckman. I've been cursed out by Cowboys uh, Nation. By me. By everybody. <laughs> by, by being too critical. Dak has not been an accurate passer this year, regardless of what his stats show. And I, I've, I've stood on my own little mountaintop and said that. Yep. He and that showed up last night, and I hope everybody can see that. And I, I hope he can see that because I know he's gonna he's gonna watch this film a thousand times to try to pick apart and, and address those problems this offseason. That's what competitors do, and I have no doubts that he'll do that. But this year showed up last night. Dak wasn't accurate. Kellen Moore was unwilling to commit to the run game. Kellen Moore was uh, was unwilling to put his team in situations to get first downs by just working their way down the field. You go back and watch the watch the film. The 49ers were playing cover four and cover three almost the entire night. Where does cover four base. start? Cover four is two high safeties, <laughs> and the cornerbacks were playing eight to twelve yards off. Okay. But instead of running a five-yard route and taking the easy throw as if defenders were never even on the field, he still wants to push the ball down the field, right? Dak didn't acknowledge the fact of hot routes. I'm not sure if they have hot routes in their in their um, in their offense. You would think so, right? But when they went three by one sets or even three by two sets and empty sets, the inside receiver or whether it's most of the time it was Dalton Schultz had no man over him. Instead, that man that's supposed to be responsible for him was the linebacker, which was four yards inside, sitting in the box, playing the run. When there, he is, what we call that in football, uh, an uncovered. Yeah. Dalton Schultz a lot of times was uncovered last night, and they were unwilling, the Cowboys were, to simply take the easy, short, for sure thing pass. Because they were giving you that. They, they did were, it on the last drive. Absolutely. Yeah, but it, was, it, it, it took, I mean, it took too long. There. It took too long. But that, yeah. that was available all game. They, if they would have went to Dalton Schultz like they should have, he would have had 150 yards receiving hmm. off of five-yard passes. And they or, didn't do or it. Or it would have forced San Francisco to make a change. To make adjustment. They would have had to make the adjustment. they never did make that change because they did do it on the final drive and they absolutely. finally got to that point. And if you take what the defense gives you, that's the reason why Tom Brady's so dangerous. Right? Everybody's like, how is Tom so good? He's 172 years old. How is he so doggone good? Tom doesn't force anything. You want, you want to play off? Cool. Running back. Thank there you. Is. Uh, tight end. Thank you. I'll, whatever you want to give us, we'll take it. And then when you try to make an a, a alteration, right? try to make an adjustment to stop that, ah, now I got my matchups. Mm. Now you got to roll your coverage and you got to go single high safety. Now I get Coop and CeeDee Lamb by themselves. Now I can let my boys work. But as long as I'm not going to run the ball versus too high, I'm not running the ball versus two high. There's literally seven men in the box. That's what you want as an offense. Give me six and seven men in the box. I'll run that ball all dog on day. Dallas won't do it. Kellen Moore, that's not his natural. That's not his instinct. Right? We talked about this last week. right? His instinct is what? Throw the ball because I'm from Boise State. I like to throw the ball. right? Shanahan, what cloth did we say he was cut from? The running cloth. The running cloth. <laughs> the right? pound you cloth. Yeah. So yeah. It's, it's it's a lot of self-evaluation, and, and, and everybody has to take responsibility. CD and Coop, they they there was they didn't play their best game either. Now, they didn't get the opportunities that they wanted, right? But they didn't play their best game either. There's plenty of opportunities there where they didn't sit in the right hole, where they were coming out, and it made Dak look like he threw a bad ball, when in reality they should have been sitting because it was zone all night long. Yeah, uh, you guys are right. I, I I think this game was a microcosm of what we've seen 
Denver on, with the exception of certain games against teams that are poor defensively. Um, so, yeah, so you got to be able to scheme things up and adjust if you're killing more. Dak, 23 of 43 with that interception. Um, not a good game from him, clearly. The run game, 3.7 yards a carry. We found out last night that Zeke specifically playing with a partially torn PCL. PCL, and I understand there's plays where in pass protection they need him on the field. You yeah. know, he's he's the best at doing that. Um, but Tony Pollard, four carries in this game. I just I don't understand that. And I, I think the other thing to me that really stands out with this this offense down the stretch is the offensive line. I mean, I know Dak didn't play well, but he got sacked five times. He got hit 14 times by San Francisco. They have not won the line of scrimmage consistently for 10, 11 weeks. Yep. And it's it's been a huge factor in their struggles offensively. And when you're looking towards the draft, I, I'm looking LeBron. somewhere at the offense. I mean, yeah, Connor Williams is a free agent. They've got to add – something to this offensive line welcome into the dallascowboys.com draft show i'm kind of (laughs) but yeah no you're right i I think offensive line certainly is a place on that offense that needs to see an immediate impact and there were plays yesterday where dak prescott had open receivers and had chances for held onto the ball and yeah it's not all yeah it's it's not it's not all on the line but yeah but even that has to be in the back of his head no, I know. Even on plays where it's schemed up right and you miss a guy, you miss a receiver here. I know there was one to C.D. Lamb late in the game that I really liked, and it might have turned into six if he would have hit him. He didn't. There was a little bit of a frustration on, on C.D.'s face. But maybe that's in the back of his head. Maybe he knows, because what have we talked about all season long with other quarterbacks? It's not the edge pressure that's annoying. It's the interior pressure. And where is the pressure coming for Dak Prescott? In his face. Right in his face. Yeah, And, look, I don't have this uh, esoteric evaluation of Dak's performance yesterday. I just feel as though, especially when you two safeties high, cover four, that's pop one of coverage. <laughs> and when you have guys that are running free and the tape shows that you missed them, you yeah. just didn't hit them, you didn't see it, that's a problem. That's a problem, and we could put a lot on Kellen Moore as well, but there's, Dak has, got, has to shoulder some of the blame. And right now, they're watching the film that they didn't last yes, last night and just saying, oh, my God, I mean, there's, there's Dalton Schultz running all by himself, and he's found, got, found his way. Uh, they tried to scheme up and hide a lot of the coverage, that they, but they, they didn't do a lot of it. They only blitzed once. Yesterday, one time. Yeah, they have to. They didn't exactly. And their supreme confidence in their front to me is what is so troubling. Because we're gonna say every week, oh, we have an elite offensive line. Elite where? Nick mm. Bosa went out and I thought the pressure got cranked up after he went Thank out. Thank you. I said, Well, damn, <laughs> did Nick come back? Yeah. <laughs> did he come back? It was crazy. So I think the best way to sum it up, because we all hit different points, it's everything. It's, oh, yeah. it's been disjointed. It's it's it, and they've had stretches where it looks like they got out of it. I mean, week eighteen, regardless who they were playing, they, it looked like a the offense they can be. But we we have not we have not seen it. I, I gotta ask know, this question though: the, after the 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 fake punt and the delay of game after the fake punt, what was that? What what was the what was what were we what were we what was the point of that? You get the first down, all right, mission accomplished. Bring your offense back out. What's, what, what is it? Come on, Pete Beam, help me here. Okay. They, so, wanted, they wanted to substitute, so, no, right? No, so, but, well, so Anger said that told us what they were trying to do after the game. They did have a play on for them, okay? They're not gonna, they didn't tell us what the play was, okay? But what they wanted to do is get – they had the other 
they had 15 players on the field, meaning San Francisco. They shouldn't have held the ball up. They did because they didn't substitute. So they can go in because San Francisco was substituting their defense back on the field, right? But they mm-hmm. can't do that. What do you mean? You, you're saying they were substituting their defense, but we had – So we, they held us up. We should have been okay. able to snap the ball when they had 15 players on the On, on the, the field on the and field. Have, a, have a flag. And, 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 exactly. Yeah. So yeah. they held us up. That was the, that was the play call. They, the referee should not have held us up. That's what happened. Gotcha. And, and then Basically, he moves with like two seconds, when he, like two seconds, and then we get a delay of yeah. And then it was there, right? Yeah, it was really that was yeah. I think I think what they're trying to do is they're in formation, ready to go, mm-hmm. and they should have thrown the flag because they had too many uh, men too many on men field. on the field. McCart- Sorry, Chris McCarthy said I think we had a player step on the field in celebration after the fake punt. They recognized that. I was told afterwards as we were trying to substitute because obviously we didn't substitute because we lined up immediately. So then there was confusion after that. So that's what they were trying to do. So there you go. That's very odd. It was, uh, I mean, it was an interesting play and didn't, didn't go in favor, but two uh, false starts, two false starts in a row at home. Mm-hmm. I mean, just things like that. The and penalties. Many, 14 for 89, a franchise record and penalties in a playoff game. And my question is how many seconds went off of the, the, the clock with that play? Mm-hmm. You, you know, that, that's. Yeah. I don't know, man. So much of this game seemed weird. This was a weird game from the beginning. The rhythm of this game was just off. Uh, everything. The defense just did not seem there. We, didn't, we couldn't get any pressure on Jimmy G. And we talk about bully ball being the key word. Well, hell, if you're going to tell me you're going to come in and kick my ass in the studio, we fighting in the studio. I'm not, I'm not going to let me get out the door with this. They came in the stadium. You knew exactly what they were going to play, and they did it successfully. How, how do you, how do you let, I mean, come on, man. They came in and they they bullied you in your house. That was exactly what happened. And when we come back, we'll we'll talk about the defensive side of the football. Got off to a slow start. Did what they needed to do late to keep you in the ball game. Exactly what they've done all year long. It just didn't turn out in a win. Cowboys fall 23-17 in the wild card round to San Francisco. We've got more to come here on Talking Cowboys. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys? Jack Black. Right now you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks, free shipping. At AT AT&T, everyone, new and existing customers, get our best deals on every smartphone. Why? Because you deserve it. For turning your living room into your office and your gym. For teaching grandma how to video call. And teaching her again. It's the button on your left, Nana. Okay, your other left. It's not complicated. Everyone deserves something new. So AT&T has given everyone new and existing customers our best deals with every unlimited plan on every smartphone. Even the latest ones. AT&T may temporarily slow data speeds if the network is busy. Restrictions and exceptions may apply. The Cowboys way. Where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like. Where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day. Where we are all defined by one single thing, the star. Where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. 
Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. Before there was a draft, you could size up a cowboy by three simple factors. The crease in his hat, the bend of his brim, and his unbending attitude. A man Stetson didn't just protect him from what life threw at him. It projected a rugged, unstoppable spirit. Stetson hats are still American-made with pride right here in Texas. They're still the unofficial crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find a retailer nearest you at stetson.com slash cowboys. Back to Talking Cowboys. Even after a loss, we're still happy because we have our Essilor lenses. Whether you're watching from home or you're cheering in the stands with Essilor lenses, you can see every exciting play. Book an appointment at your local Essilor experts and see what Essilor can do for you. See more, do more, Essilor on Talking Cowboys. I don't think Kellen Moore had on his Essilors last night. Ooh. Heckman, you think he has had a pair on? I, I cannot fake it until I make it right there. Don't do me like that. Heckman, we don't need to fake it. <laughs> Isn't this Keep It Real Mondays? No, no, no I can't. I'm just telling Wait, you. Is that, is that the new one? Keep oh, It Real Mondays? Can, can, we, can we adopt that one? Ooh. What is it? Keep It Real Mondays. Keep It Real Mondays. Ooh. Save like your it. chest Fridays. Keep It Real Mondays. I love it. Yeah, that's actually pretty good. Let's go into next year with that. Yeah, we'll go into the next season. It's We're good ready thing. next year. Yeah. SLORs. The off season is here. <laughs> I'm not going to blow that. Were you guys ready? No. No, no, no. Nah, we were expecting a couple I just, more weeks. It's frustrating. Right? It's frustrating because the defense had their hands full, but the defense played well enough. I'll put it that way. I agree. The defense played well enough. They had their hands full. They knew what you're going to get, but they played well enough. If you look at the other offenses that were in are in the same hemisphere, <laughs> right, as the Dallas Cowboys, what did they do in their playoff games? Tore it up. Tore it up. Kansas City. Buffalo. Ripped it. Buffalo. Tampa ripped Bay. it. Tampa ripped it. All of them. How many points they scored? 40 plus. 40 plus. Dallas Cowboys. 17. 17. <laughs> and you needed, you needed seven of those to come after an interception in short field. You needed 24 points. That's it. From that's, the number one offense. That's my thing. And, and, <laughs> and look, I mean, look, their run game did what they wanted to do. They got 170 yards on the ground. Yeah, and but, Debo Samuel, all the yaks. I mean, that was as advertised. But still, 20, 23 points. And, and the defense gets you a, a takeaway late that leads yep. to a touchdown. Every time you needed them to either force a field goal or to get you the ball back late, they did so. I mean, sure, there was the three-play scenario where – the sack from DJ Jones, Dak Prescott taken down. This is in the third quarter. They were down 16 to 7 at the time. Dak got sacked. Next play, he was pressured. Then Kwan Williams came over the top and had that interception. And then the next play, Debo Samuels run it, ran it in for 26 yards out. The bang, 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 three straight plays from the line of scrimmage. Outside of that, from the first quarter on, I thought the defense played really well. It was that one 26-yard run late that really— They made adjustments. The defense made adjustments. The offense barely made adjustments. Yeah. I mean, like I just finished showing Rob P. some stuff. It, this should have been a routes-on-air day. It should have been a—what a, 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 did they call it? A, 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 a nine-on-seven drill yeah. all day long uh, offensively in terms of running the ball. You run a nine-on-seven drill in practice so that you can get your running scheme going, and then you go seven-on-seven in routes on air to get your, your pass game going in practice until you do the full team drills. Right? You already know all about it, Rob P. That's what it should have been last night. It should have been a clinic of running the ball because they wanted to be too high. When they wanted to go single high, you should have torched them just like you did with Amari Cooper on that. that it leaves you man-on-man matchups. When they want to go too high in defense— Guess what? I could torch you all day long outside because you're playing eight yards off of CD Lamb and Amari freaking Cooper. Yeah. How dare you? 
Yeah. How dare you play seven, eight yards off Amari of Cooper and CeeDee Lamb? Are you serious? All right. I don't need to run by you. I'm giving the ball right now. Let them let let them show you what what they do with yak yardage. Kellen Moore got some work to do. I'm fr- I'm frustrated because when you think about the other high caliber offenses in this league, there's no question mark. If you say, "Do I can you score me uh, 24 points?" <sighs> Josh Allen in your sleep. Come on, man. Especially Patrick Mahomes. A, come on, man. Tom especially Brady. Especially with a defense come on, man. that's playing that soft in coverage. And yep. we we didn't give them anything <clears> to think about. Uh, and you say nine on seven. Hell, I'm just thinking half line drill. Yeah. You know, we got to put – there has to be some pride put into running the ball. And especially when you're not out of the game and you just need a couple of first downs to change, swing the momentum, change the field. We just couldn't get that part of it These going These are six-man boxes, Heckman. Six man boxes. You have five offensive linemen, <clears throat> six man box, seven man box, you feel good. Six man box, that should be taking candy from a baby. Mm. They refuse to commit to the run. We say in the pregame show. Yep. What does that say? Commit. Yeah. Just commit. That was your key. That was my key to the game. Like your number one thing. Commit to the run. Unwilling to do so, that is something that has to be addressed. And then, yes, the offensive line play and a bunch of other stuff has to be addressed. Oh. But, it, but it starts with the leadership, man. It starts with leadership. You have to put us in position to be successful. And that was not the case last night. Cowboys Nation, y'all have every reason to be pissed off. Yep, Things have to be addressed. This team will not look like this next year. That's, Sorry to that, inform you that. That's the thing. And Jerry was understandably, visibly upset. Extremely, extremely disappointing is what he said. And I think part of his frustration, a large part, is what you just said. Like, there's a lot of impending free agents. They got decisions to make. Um, will they have coaches? Yeah, yeah right. you got two coordinators up for jobs in other places. I've lost count of how many teams want to interview them. Yeah. So it's going to be a different team. P, yeah. I, I think that's the other disappointing thing is is that I was really pulling for these guys that have had these year these relationships. I mean, Dak and Zeke, uh, mm-hmm. Tank and, and Randy. These guys have been playing together for a very long time. And you know when you have this kind of talent and people throw so much shade at Jerry and all that, but he did everything did, did his job. to get this roster together. And this was the most talented roster that you could put together. And healthy. And healthy. All that's of the these things. Thing that's frustrating. And so – I feel I, I feel bad yeah. for those guys that have worked so hard to get to this point and then to go out there and and, and lay an I don't want to say lay an egg. I feel bad for Double J. I feel bad for Double J because as a man in his position, what are you also what are you supposed to do? I put together the perfect roster. I put together the perfect roster. Training staff did the amazing job of getting all the guys healthy. I I gave you two coaches that have won Super Bowls. On the roster, right? The head coach and the assistant head coach. Two coaches that have won the Super Bowls and know how to win it and how to lose it, right? They have both perspectives. What else is Jerry supposed to do? Yeah. Everybody out there like, oh, they need to replace Jerry. That's BS. Jerry did everything he needed to do to put this organization in a position to be successful. At his In his position right now, he is strapped. I don't know what else to do. I can't put together a better coaching staff. I can't put together a better roster. And it's, next year is not going to be this good. I'm sorry. The roster will not be this good next year. So a couple things. First off, just based on your point, think about the way this was felt. This had felt going into the playoffs, going into that matchup. You thought, what about it? Not only do you get a couple shots going into playoffs, right? Throughout a mm-hmm. player's career in a certain yep. amount of time. But you felt like this had a chance to be special. Yes, you did. So that shows exactly what the roster makeup and the health and mm-hmm. everything. The situation was there for the Cowboys to take it, and they didn't. They just plain, simple, did not do Opportunity. it. Opportunity. Secondly, based off of your fact on saying that the mm-hmm. roster is going to look different, 
22 unrestricted free agents for the Cowboys. You ready for this list? Come on. Randy Gregory, Michael Gallup, Connor Williams, Dalton Schultz, Dorrance Armstrong, Jaron Curse, Leighton Vander Esch, Keona Neal, Cedric Wilson, Demonte KZ, Carlos Watkins, Malik Cooker, Noah Brown, so on and so forth. I mean, I don't even really want to keep on going. And Michael other- Parsons talked about it after the, after the game. Yeah, like, like you know, Leighton's kind of become a big brother to me, and, mm-hmm. and I don't know if I'll ever play with him again and because he's an unrestricted guy. Leighton is. And so the other part of it, too, is I want to say Steven said this. I could be wrong. I'm pretty sure he said on the radio. I know we're running out of time. But there's a window when you have great young players on rookie contracts. <laughs> and I know there's some years left with Mike on his rookie deal, but Trayvon's got – He's, I think he's eligible for an extension after next season. Like, there's a window. I mean, you saw it. He paid Dak the big money. It's not going to look the same with the pie all the time. So they're they missed out on a huge opportunity this year from that perspective. They did. They definitely did. It's frustrating. It's frustrating for the fans. Knowably so. It's frustrating for those across the room. It's frustrating for us. And here, the Cowboys fall 23-17. to But before we go, there are a lot of people that are watching this show and listening to this show that probably don't normally listen, just based off of the frustration that is there. <laughs> I want to let you know, we are, throughout the offseason, going to be here for Talking Cowboys. Tune in every week. We'll be back tomorrow, 9 a.m. Central Time. Normal schedule, at least for tomorrow. We'll see about the rest of the week whenever that comes up as well. But we will be back weekly throughout the offseason. Heckma Harrison on Twitter. We've got Isaiah Stanback, former Cowboy. We've got Cowboys insider Rob Phillips. I'm Kyle Yeomans. It's been a fun season with you guys and I would rather rather it have uh, come down to a better ending, but at the same time, whenever a season ends, it's going to be sad anyways. I really wanted to go to L.A. <laughs> well, I guess we're going. Just do it anyways. Might as well. I already got tickets. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, special thanks to Chris Beam in the back Beamer. for everything that he does, <laughs> yep. not only for the podcast, but on game days as well. <laughs> Him checking in with the ringer. Shout out to him. Cowboys Nation, by the way, for yesterday prior to the game. Pre-game live was, was out lit. of the stadium. <clears throat> Might have been my favorite day yeah, definitely was. of yeah. my career. Y'all crushed it. It was, it was yeah. so much fun. Hanging out with the fans. They were electric. They were wild. It was a complete blast. And so wanted to shout out Cowboys Nation for all the support yep. throughout the season. And then, of course, uh, yesterday out at the plaza as well. Everybody who's put these things together, Nick Eatman, Derek Eagleton up top, and yep. all the way from the top to the bottom, I am so thankful for all of you guys and for everybody who has put their hands on this show throughout the year. But that does it for us here on Talking Cowboys. We'll be back tomorrow to continue breaking it down and take a look at the offseason. For Chris Beam, Heckma Harris, and Isaiah Stanback, Rob Phillips, I'm Kyle Yeoman saying so long. We'll see you tomorrow on Talking Cowboys. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?